My entitled manager tries to force me to do a very dangerous job that I am absolutely not qualified for. They even threaten me with getting fired if I didn't sign up for this job and complete it in a timely manner. But I got revenge by exposing them to the general public, getting nearly all of my managers fired, as well as costing the company as a whole millions of dollars in the process. And I've never been more satisfied to leave a job in my life. Here's what happened. So this story is about how I resigned from my warehouse job once and for all. The company I used to work for implemented a new way of paying management commissions and bonuses. It was a money saved, money paid type of thing. Every little thing had a bonus attached to it. This month you saved on stationery? Here's a hundred bucks. Didn't spend any money to repair the store in any kind of way? Here's five hundred dollars. You get the picture. Normally this wouldn't affect us, but there were a few categories that were outright dangerous and unfortunately had the biggest bonuses attached to them. It started with the manager and the area manager wanting us to change light panels in the store. Now, there were a few problems with this. The lights were so old that the wiring was faulty and unpredictable, and the way the lights were rigged would require you to have training as an electrician to remove the panels and replace the light bulbs. Management was hoping that we would undertake the work, saving costs on hiring a professional electrician, and thus receiving a hefty bonus. I outright refused, but a few of my colleagues were roped into it. After one particular incident of a worker receiving a mild shock, we all banded together and said no way. A week later, we were emailed a link to a new online training course. The main theme? Warehouse employees were to undertake various maintenance tasks. And the main one was changing lights and the light panels. And if we didn't complete this training, then we would be unsuitable as employees, we would have not met our hiring requirements, and we could have been possibly terminated. I set about taking screenshots of everything, including the mandatory test. It became evident very quickly that I was one of the only employees who had refused to complete the training, and I was eventually confronted by the area manager. They said I had a week to complete the training or I would be written up with an official warning. And because of the severity of the warning, I could face disciplinary action and possible immediate termination. Now, what management didn't count on was anyone sharing this information with outsiders. I put together a nice packet with all the new tests and training that would force warehouse employees to do these dangerous jobs, but also copies of the new management bonus structure where it explicitly had categories that detailed if employees could do in-store repairs and save the company money, they would receive a hefty bonus. There was even an award for most money saved. I also made sure to include the copious amounts of emails and text messages showing that management was violating a lot of health and safety guidelines, especially with the lack of warehouse staff to safely unload and load the trucks and the shipping containers. It was honestly a very dangerous mess, and one of the worst things I found deep into our contracts stated that we weren't officially covered to unload transfers and trucks, that the company would hire professional contractors to unload, and it was up to us to take over once the goods were safely unloaded. Why, you may ask? Because the company didn't want to cover us medically if we injured ourselves unloading, an oversight on all of our behalves, but shocking nonetheless. I checked in with my best friend who is a lawyer, who helped me navigate any non-disclosure issues, and who pointed me in the right direction with sending off this information. Once I had sent everything off, everything went back to normal for a while. Management kept pressuring me into signing off on undertaking dangerous jobs just to make their bonuses and you know what? I refused. It all came to a head when the area manager essentially said to me that if I don't sign off on this next shift, I will be fired on the spot. No matter how much I pleaded my case, the area manager tried to spin it as a new company wife initiative and that we should take pride in our workplace, which is such a load of garbage. I struggle with this a lot and I didn't know what to expect when I got off the bus and made my way to the store the next morning. When I walked in ready for my 
shift, the store was essentially deserted. I opened the warehouse and I checked the transfer sheets and then grabbed my water bottle and headed into the store to fill it up. As I was standing by the water filter, the customer service manager came downstairs with this cheeky smile on his face. Apparently, the manager was now under close review and was currently in mediation, having to answer for all the garbage corners that she had cut to make her bonuses. And the best part is that the area manager and general manager were both fired. Apparently, they were given the choice to resign without any payouts or benefits, or the shareholders and the CEO of the company would begin an investigation into these practices. I honestly couldn't believe it. A few hours later, the CEO and the CFO arrived and tried to offer me a bonus for speaking up, a formal apology, and a raise if I was to drop the case. I just grabbed my bag and resigned right there on the spot. There's no way I was going to drop anything. I walked out of there with a sense of satisfaction, knowing that they'd be investigated and hopefully taken to task on what they tried to force us to do. From what I saw online and on the company's website, it took a long time for the company to recover. Even to this day, you can see the company has been bought, changed hands over and over again. Millions of dollars have been lost because of this. They've received bad publicity, public trust and employee trust is now gone, and they did this to themselves, all just to save a few bucks, as well as to try and reward the greedy management. Wow, that is actually crazy. To think that management would try to force you to do a very dangerous job, and then you just basically say, no, I'm not going to do that, and you stick to your morals, that is honestly awesome to see. So good for you for costing them millions of dollars. They seriously had it coming. They were literally putting your life and your co-workers' lives in danger, and somebody had to speak up, because if you didn't, somebody would probably have gotten hurt. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My girlfriend thinks that we can afford anything we want all the time, and it's now causing a rift between us, as she is demanding that we go on this long summer vacation without realizing that we simply don't have the money for it. Here's what happened. So we've been together since 2013. We own a house that we bought in 2019, and have one kid born in 2021. We have two cars, and we both work. Now, my girlfriend came from a not-so-poor but also not-so-rich household. Lately, my girlfriend has been on about selling our house to move a little bit closer to her work. It takes about 35 minutes to drive there. And then she also wants to go on summer vacation with her family with our pop-up camper during the summer from July until August, which is very expensive, both for the gasoline price and renting a spot to camp on. Two days ago, our main car broke down. I can fix most things myself, but this time it's throwing so many codes that I do not know where to begin. So I was going to take it to the mechanic once I get an appointment. Since we need two cars and the main car is the car we use to drive the kids, which is also what she takes to work. So right now, also having to sell a house and buying a new one is going to be really expensive. Today, I told my girlfriend we can't do all three of these things because maybe the repair on the car is expensive. And if the repair is expensive, then we either sell the house or take a summer vacation. We can't afford all three of these things. And when I said this, she got mad. She was upset that I didn't know what was wrong with the car and that she is sick and tired of having to drive all this way to work and back. Keep in mind, she wanted to move here. She proceeded to rant, saying that she does not want to spend another summer staying at home, doing absolutely nothing like we do all night. Now, it is true that we barely do anything besides go to her parents' place, but it's also because anytime I suggest something, she immediately declines it. What can I do here? She does not understand that we can't afford to have everything that she wants. What should I do? I think it's important to note that your girlfriend is being financially immature. I mean, you put it best. You can't afford all three of these things. Some kind of compromises need to be 
made. So maybe instead of selling the house and going on some weird vacation for a month and a half, maybe plan something that's a little bit more affordable instead of something that's going to drive up your budget and empty everybody's wallets. The original poster goes on to say that his girlfriend is not very good with money and she tends to buy things on impulse, which kind of makes sense. I mean, honestly, how much is she footing the bill with getting some kind of new house and a good vacation going? Because from the sounds of it, it kind of looks like she's putting all of that on you to figure out. And that, in my opinion, is completely unfair. So hopefully the two of you can sit down and have some kind of budgeting session so she can see exactly what you can afford while also understanding what you absolutely cannot afford. My friend's boyfriend is an alcoholic and I don't want him at my wedding. And I'm not sure how to break the news to her and I seriously don't know what to do. So to start things out, I've been good friends with my friend for about 10 years. Over the course of our friendship, we've been there for each other through the ups and the downs of our romantic relationships, as well as our partners, our breakups, moving homes, being supportive of each other, and then some. She has been together with her long-term boyfriend for four years, while I have been with my fiancé for three years. She's been living with her boyfriend since the COVID lockdown at the beginning of their relationship, and I moved in with my partner six months into our relationship. My fiancé proposed to me very close to our two-year anniversary. Once this occurred, my friend completely ghosted me and our entire friend group for a full month. I didn't pry, but did check in at least once a week on her. I sent text messages stating that I hope she is okay and if she needs anything at all to just reach out and I'll be there to support her. At a dinner party towards the end of this ghosting period, but not before, our mutual friend let it be known that our friend was missing in action from the dinner party and had been missing in action for the past month because she was jealous of my engagement and another couple's engagement, which occurred a few months prior to mine. She was upset that my relationship had progressed to engagement so quickly and that our other friends got engaged after dating for six years. All the while, she'd been with her boyfriend for the past three years without any hint of a proposal. I say this because this is how my friend thinks. She's always comparing herself to others and she's settling for her current boyfriend of six years. Now onto the boyfriend of my friend. He is a raging alcoholic. He drinks a bottle of bourbon every night to sleep. He will get so drunk he can't find their bathroom and will just go to the bathroom on the dresser drawers as well as the bed or in the corner pretty much anywhere he can find. He drinks on the job and has been fired from multiple positions because of this. All of this is bad enough but my friend enables him. The boyfriend doesn't have a license anymore. It was suspended due to multiple DUIs yet she allows him to drive her car every day will buy him liquor and take him to bars to drink. She doesn't let him drive when they go out thank God. Now the enabling is not great but her boyfriend is mean and rude to not only her when he drinks but to myself and our other friends as well. He's called multiple people horrible names, has yelled at my friend multiple times in front of the public eye, he's rude to wait staff, and it's embarrassing to be out in public with them due to his ignorance. With this background, honestly, here's the question. My wedding is going to be an open bar. I don't want to include my friend's boyfriend because of his alcoholism. Our wedding is in an industrial space, so safety is a concern. In addition, his attitude and rudeness is the main issue I have. I don't want to deal with him. However, my friend is so far down the road with blinders on, she would see it as the biggest slight if I do not invite him to the wedding and would potentially even end our friendship if I don't invite him. How do I breach the subject of her not receiving a plus one? Because I'm honestly not comfortable with him attending and I seriously don't know what to do. For starters, it doesn't really sound like you need to invite her because she's been ghosting you for what, several months at this point? And all because you got engaged. Like seriously, she does not sound like a good friend. What kind of friend would act like that and then run off? Was she ever your friend to begin with? There's a lot of questions I've got. But if you do decide to invite her and bring her to 
your wedding, I think you just be upfront and straightforward with her. You're both adults. You're both in your 30s. She obviously knows what's going on, but maybe you spelling it out might be a good thing. If I was in your shoes, I would just tell her straight up, look, your boyfriend is an alcoholic and I don't want him at my wedding. It's that simple. If she doesn't like it, she doesn't have to show up. But based on her previous behavior, it doesn't sound like she's a good friend anyways. So really, would there be anything missed by her not showing up? Regardless though, I think you need to be ready for your friend to have some kind of reaction to this. Because chances are she's probably in denial and she's probably going to react very strongly when you tell her that her boyfriend can't come to your wedding. My ex-boyfriend has no place to live at the moment, but I want him out of my house and I no longer want him living with me. And at this point, I don't know what to do. So to start things out, my ex broke up with me in late March. It was absolutely heartbreaking as I still was very much in love with him and willing to do anything. He immediately started looking for places to move to as we do live together. He found a place that was being built and signed the contract, which stated he would be able to move in at the end of May or the beginning of June. And I agreed to this. However, now it's June and they said they would contact him at least four weeks before move-in date and they still haven't done that, which means it'll be July at the earliest that he will move in. And even that is not certain as they said they are having issues and cannot provide an estimated move-in date. We currently live in a studio. We've kept it nice and civil with each other and treat each other as regular friends or roommates. However, this is absolutely killing me as I cannot move on properly this way. The added time of him moving out just feels so agonizing since I feel that whenever I'm at home, I'm suffering in his presence and I'm trying to mask my sadness. I don't even have a space to cry without him seeing or hearing me. The cherry on top is that I also heard that he's active on dating applications. That just ripped my heart to shreds. It's of course not bizarre that your ex would do that, but to know that and still see him every day and be reminded of it when I still have feelings for him is terrible. I also care a lot for him and I don't want to hurt him. He's a good person to me, but I just want to move on with my life and I can't do this for much longer. We pay rent equally for the time he lives here. He doesn't have friends or family that live close by us and I seriously don't know what to do. Is it fair to ask him to just move out regardless of his situation? How would I even go about asking that? Would that be an unfair request to make? What should I do? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Honestly, in my opinion, considering the circumstances, I don't think it's unusual to say, hey, you need to move out. You have been more than accommodating. You've allowed them time to figure out a place to live, and that place is clearly being delayed. But you know what? Your timeline doesn't need to be delayed. Now, in terms of what is or isn't fair, you've got to remember that he broke up with you. You don't owe him anything. It is totally understandable that you would still have feelings for him and you want to take care of him, but trust me, he's moved on. He's on dating applications. He is obviously looking for someone else in his life, and unfortunately, that person is not you. And of course, obviously, you're not in a place to accept that yet, but that is the reality of what's going on. If anything, it kind of seems like your ex is taking advantage of your kindness and your considerate nature. I mean, you're letting your ex-boyfriend live with you. I know if I was in your shoes, there's no way I would have let that fly. And sure, you think there's no friends or family he can crash with, but if you told him he needs to get lost and find other places to live, he would figure something out. Get a hotel, go to an Airbnb, something. So honestly, if he's willing to move on and and actively try to date while living with you, then you can also actively move on with your life and ask him to move out. Am I the jerk for telling my sister it's her own fault that she's alienated herself from the family? Here's what happened. So this all started about five years ago when my older sister came to me and told me she was looking into our genealogy and wanted me to do one of those novelty genetics tests. I wasn't enthusiastic about it, but she was weirdly insistent. So I gave her the sample she asked for and moved on, not really giving it much more thought thought. At no point did I have a digital login for any results. I also never thought to mention this to my parents. A few months after this, my sister moved six hours away for another job and was non-communicative. She would call my dad every once in a while, but my brother and I found that if we didn't call or text her first, we would not hear from her. And she basically cut my mom off outright. When we would question her about this, she would refuse to acknowledge that that's what she's been doing. Ultimately, we all just accepted it. My mom was totally bad and brokenhearted, and the rest of us became closer with my sister as a result. Even she and dad only talk a few times a year now, and none of us have seen her in person in five years. Earlier this year, my brother did a 23andMe and got weird results that led to hard conversations. My mom and dad came clean that the three of us were donor-conceived, a choice they made together because my dad is infertile. They apologized for not telling us earlier, but dad felt very strongly about not telling us because he never wanted us to think of him as anything less than our dad. My dad called my sister and told her this too after we talked, and she basically had a breakdown on the phone. It turns out that she knew that dad wasn't her biological father, and firmly believed for five years that mom had cheated on dad, and had been nursing intense resentments as a result. Apparently she did a genetic test five years ago and was puzzled that the ancestry information didn't match with what we knew about my dad's family. And that's right about when she came to me to get a sample. She sent it to a lab with hers, and they confirmed the results were genetic half-siblings with the same mother and different fathers. She drew her own conclusions from there, meaning that dad was my biological father and not hers, and that mom had an affair, and decided to uproot her life to get a fresh start. She's now furious about the situation and feels like she's been robbed of the last five years. When we last talked, I was maybe less sympathetic than I should have been, and I told her cutting us off with no explanation was an insane move, and if she had told us even a fraction of what was going on, it 
could have been cleared up years ago. I acknowledge that mom and dad messed up here by not being truthful about our genetic identities, which I'm also struggling with my own feelings on this. But in the end, it was her decision to do this dramatic move and slow fade away with zero explanation. I also expressed how hurt my brother and I had felt when we were left out of her life and that it wasn't fair to punish us for what she thought had happened. So honestly, am I the jerk for telling my sister that her alienation and isolation is literally her own fault? I personally don't think you're the jerk. Yes, the situation sucks and a lot of assumptions can be made, but your sister's decision to literally cut everybody off and say, okay, I'm going to get a fresh start. That was all her choice. And I mean, obviously so. If she had talked to any of your siblings or her parents, she could have gotten that information probably much quicker and it would have saved her five years of being angry and frustrated. Like, don't get me wrong, your parents really suck on multiple levels, but if your sister had actually spoken to either of them five years ago, a lot of pain could have been avoided. And honestly, that is literally all her fault. My co-workers are constantly bothering me, and considering how busy I am in life, I seriously don't want to have to eat lunch with all of them all the time, every day. And now, I don't know how to tell them kindly that I don't want to eat lunch with them, and I just want my lunch hour break to myself. What should I do? So I first want to start off by saying that this is a temporary job, and I've only known my co-workers for about two months, and we're going to be working together for two more months. Overall, I feel very overwhelmed with things happening in my life. I have a full-time job. I'm also attending several courses in the evenings. My average day starts at 6 in the morning, and I get to work by 8.30. I leave work by 5.30 p.m., and then I go to school from 6 o'clock all the way until 9 o'clock. By 10 o'clock p.m., I'm home and I'm showering, and I'm in bed by 11. Because this is a temporary job, I'm also spending 10 to 15 hours a week applying to jobs because I have nothing lined up after this. I'm getting 7 hours of sleep or less per night, 4 days a week. On Fridays, I'm trying to do something with my friends, but I'm often too exhausted. On weekends, I'm meal prepping, grocery shopping, and going to appointments and doing homework. I feel very stretched thin, but I paid thousands of dollars for these courses and I can't just give up. It's just a few more months. I've got to make it work. When my coworkers constantly want to get together during lunch or breaks, it's actually very irritating. I've made good friends with them, but our conversations have shifted to complaining about management. Often, out of our one hour long lunch break, 50 minutes are spent complaining about management. I literally don't want to be a therapist for somebody else five hours a week on top of doing everything myself. I don't have the energy to maintain these relationships. I just want my lunch break in peace and quiet. And my lunch is the only break I have for four days straight sometimes. So far, I've just been faking the pleasantries and I accidentally made some new friends here. And I really did not intend to do that. But now they expect me to be available for them to complain about our boss. I mean, they don't even do a good job and our boss has a bad reaction to that. I personally don't get as much heat because I do my job well. They honestly bring this on themselves and at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. This is a really funny situation to be stuck in. You're just doing this job to make ends meet and you are faking these pleasantries and now suddenly you're the popular person at the lunch table and everybody wants to eat lunch with you. But secretly, you're like, I don't want to be here. Get away from me. That is seriously hilarious to me. But considering your circumstance, I completely understand where you're coming from. You are stretched incredibly thin. You've got a lot going on. You're very busy and you just want to enjoy that time during your lunch break to just be there for yourself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think obviously communication is a wonderful thing. If you just say to him, guys, I really just want to be left by myself and just relax and then maybe explain your situation, they would probably be more inclined to let you just have your space. And I think it's important to remember that the word no is a complete sentence. Like it really is okay to say, no, I don't want to come along. No, I don't want to have plans or anything like that. I don't think anybody would blame you considering your schedule. 
schedule. I mean, think about it. Your schedule is really tight. You have a lot of things going on in your life and a lot of chainsaws in the air that you're juggling right now. And sure, none of this is permanent. It's only a temporary situation. So maybe that can be some kind of silver lining to hold on to. But honestly, if you don't want to eat with anybody for lunch, I think just saying, hey, I don't want to eat with you literally will probably solve all your problems. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.